everyone. Welcome to the Lipstick League. I'm Natalie Eganoff. And I'm Nicole Mahalik. And wow, I mean, like I said, we do this podcast as a labor of love. So when we feel like recording an episode, we do. If someone would like to pay us to do more episodes, by all means, feel yeah. free to send us a DM. Yes. But in the meantime- We're always looking for sponsors. Yeah. In the meantime, we're just, you know, out here hustling and doing our thing. And when we have a chance to- get together and record an episode. And obviously after what happened with the Eagles ultimate collapse, we said, you know what, let's do a pod today. Let's do a pod today. Cause there's so much to talk about. Um, the Eagles epic collapse at the end of the season. Okay. Let me just ask you flat out. Whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? Yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> God's fault. Um, sports gods it's a sports gods fault sports gods fault no I um I mean there has to be an answer right like there needs to be a point in the season and I feel like when we have seasons like this in Philadelphia and we've had them before that's what I'm gonna start out of a collapse as this though not as epic as a collapse as this but I will say look we've had bad seasons here in Philadelphia and after the seasons when things starts to untangle and we start to get some answers so I anticipate that we'll start to learn some things after the season. Um, like what exactly was the catalyst or the, what is it? The straw that broke the camel's back. Like whatever the friggin' thing was that went from 10 and one to just completely falling down. Like the, what's like, like the Mount Everest, like to the yeah. rock bottom of like pitiful football performance that we saw like even against Tampa Bay. I'm still fresh and raw off this last night. So I'm ranting everyone. Um, they can't like just the defense just, I mean, awful, awful. Jalen hurts his finger popped out, you know, like it couldn't have been a worse end to the season. And I'm just like, I, I, it's going to be Sirianni's fault. He's going to have to fall on the sword for that. Cause it was just a shit show. And he's Do you think guy. he should be fired. Um, I mean, yeah, you do. Okay. Yeah. I don't. And I don't call and I'm not a, I'm not a fire the coach guy, but this was, this was bad. This was really, really bad. It was really, really bad. Because but they had, I feel like if you I need become, to know, I need to know why he deserves to stay Okay, without, without him saying to me, without him saying to me, um, we just got to do a better job. We got to lock in. I'm planting flowers. I'm growing seeds. There's daisies popping up. No, 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 Nick. I want to hear in football terminology what you're going to do, what active steps you're taking. Because, like, it's cute. Like, you can be all cute and quote the Rocky and hear, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can do all that. But, like, unless it's translating on the field, like, it's it, you're now you're just – he's just blabbing. So, That's I don't I think – it, it makes <laughs> sense. I think this is a really good – Discussion. I mean, obviously, everybody in the sports world is talking about it, and it's consumed me over the last couple of weeks. So I don't think he should be fired this season because I don't think really good organizations and really well-run organizations do the nonsense that the Eagles have been doing. We're like, they bring a coach in, they bring a new quarterback in, they do really well, they start to do bad, and then they fire the coach. And it's like, there's a reason that organizations that have continued to win on a high level, like the coaches are around, they stay there. They, you need to give them a little bit of time 
to figure out like, are they good? Are they not good? I just feel like getting rid of him after this season, after we've been to the playoffs three years in a row, we had an appearance in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I do think, you know, you and I were kind of joking a little off camera before we started or off mic, but I do think that it could just be, you know, you made you said it was God, but it could be just like a karmatic issue where it really is like part Nick, part Jalen, part the coordinators, part Howie, that it's just one of those things where like, it was a, it was a, it was a, a, a what are they called when like things, they just look like spontaneous, spontaneous combustion. combustion. Do you know what I mean? And like, it looks bad, obviously, but I think the Eagles firing him looks worse. I think you need to give it another year to figure out like, okay, is it the coach? Is it, what, what is it? Because no one really knows what it is. I mean, and the reality is, is like, Jalen Hurts did regress. So, like, did he regress because of the coaching or did he regress because he regressed? I think I think Jalen was hurt. I think Jalen was hurt for, like, the majority of, like, the second. I, he got hurt. I think he got hurt during the Jets game. Okay. I still think to that that's when he initially got hurt. And I think he, he's been a little bit more hurt than he's leading on. Right. But also, I mean, they didn't really give – he didn't really have that many options to work with all season long either because it's like they didn't really get creative with him. And he just couldn't find any sort of consistency. It was just – the whole thing was just a shit show by the end. It was a total shit show. But I like to I like to listen and read – and not that talking heads are the – and all and be all, but I like to listen to people outside of Philadelphia, right? Like the national people, especially old, like former players and hear what they have to say. And like, you know, it is true in the sense, like when you get paid $200 million, like you're supposed to be a top tier quarterback. Like you figure out a way to get it done. And like, when you watch the breakdown, again, I've never coached football in my life. And so you, so I'm like, okay, well, this seems like an awful play call. But yet there are people that are open in the middle of the field that like Jalen didn't see. So like yeah. maybe it just really is a combination of like, he's not being coached to see it or like, is he just not seeing it? Like, well, it's a good, it's interesting that you say that too, because I, I had a theory that I I talked about it on this very podcast. Didn't I? Where I said, sometimes I wonder if he can't see down the field. Yeah. I think I talked about it. Yeah. Because I think that his height, he's not that he's short, right. but with, if the, you know, those opposing defenses are coming at him, like, and he can't see over them to get the ball out down the field, then he's going to either get sacked, get the prep, get pressured, you know, or yeah. going to have to throw it away or if he's not handing it off. Like, I never thought that he would be like the vertical threat. I think I, I've said it before on this podcast. Yeah. I never thought that he'd be the vertical threat that I think everybody thought that he could be, that he shows glimpses of. But I just don't think that he has. It, it, it's just it. he's like halfway there, you know, and and if he has to sac like he doesn't have enough weapons and if he has to sacrifice himself. It's like that's only going to diminish from his play. And yeah, and and I think, but like this, the safety, like 
there's I get such PTSD of Carson Wentz because he stands there and he's like, hold the ball. And you're like one second, two seconds, one alligator, two alligator. Then he runs to the right, runs to the right. And I'm like, I've never played football in my life. And I could tell you what's about to happen. Right. (laughs) This is bad. Like if I could tell you what to happen and I've only played flag football with Mr. Morgan at Marion Catholic. And guess what? I blitzed the shit out of teammates in gym class. That's all I did was blitz. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, eventually you got, I I don't know. It, It, I think that that's the most frustrating part. I'm a person that I crave information. I crave things. Even if, something's hard if it makes sense you know you know obviously football is not life and death but even like with my dad like talking to all the doctors non-stop in a weird way helped me because I was able to make okay this is science and even at one point when you know my dad had the the seizure and his neurologist is like you know she went to NYU and studies brains for a living and she's like sometimes we just don't know why yeah and I think that that's like what's really frustrating and we I sent you the video because you're a science girly about your space and solar and science girly about Neil deGrasse Tyson where Kyle Brandt who's on good morning football went and asked about the tush push I love that and like Neil deGrasse Tyson broke it down about like inertia Inertia and and like the whole thing and was like but sometimes like we can't explain it like a star burst and you can't explain it and then the irony is that they ended up stopping the tush push, which they didn't because it was a blade. He ripped Jalen's face off. Like you saw the face mask. Yeah. They just didn't call it. So they technically didn't stop it. But I love that because it was like the, here's this brilliant, brilliant, brilliant physicist scientist. And he was like, sometimes there's just some things that you can't explain, which is why I love sports because sometimes you can't explain it. Right. Like um, the problem that I have though, is that like, we just went through this with like Doug and Carson not that long ago. So it's like, is there something then is it, is it Howie is Howie too involved that like now this is happening again? No, I mean, I feel like at this point and I feel like it's so few and far between. And, and I've said it before, like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they're the exception. They are not the rule. And the goal is to always try and find and be Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Like you want to be a dynasty. You want to have your franchise quarterback. And like, you want to have your franchise coach who just bond, you know, like Mahomes and Reed, like, right. That's, that's the, that in my opinion is like, the dream of an NFL team, right? Because then right. you build your then you build the rest of your team around them. I feel like the problem with the Eagles and it it is that like they've been struggling since McNabb to try and find that key quarterback. Thought they had it with Wentz. It wasn't even Wentz who won the Super Bowl. It was Nick Foles. Right. Got rid of that Wentz and now it's Jalen Hurts. And the reality is the odds of any quarterback, and I feel bad even saying this, but it's not just because it's Jalen Hurts. Like being that guy and finding your match, it's almost like dating, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's like, and it's so funny because sometimes I compare my dating life to football. We can talk about that on another pod, but I'm like, because I want to find the Tom Brady to my Bill Belichick. You know what Same. I mean? Yeah. I need somebody who, like, if I put them out in the field, they're going to catch that pass, you know, when I need them to. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's really hard. And like, there's so many dynamics, like in the organizations and like, I, it's, 
I, it's so rare and it's like, you can hope for the best, but the reality of it is, and I don't know, maybe I'm just jaded or just trying to temper my expectations right now, but it's, it's more likely than not that like, I feel at this point, I don't know if they're going to keep Sirianni. So it's going to keep it, you know, it's going to keep going. And then it's like, how will this quarterback do with this head coach? And then well, we just got mean, But like, when you look at, Mike, when you look at like Mike Tomlin in at the Steelers, right. And like, you know, obviously they haven't won in the last couple years, but he's, you know, he was with obviously Ben and then he's been trying to figure out this quarterback situation, but he still is coaching them to a winning season. Or you look at Harbaugh and, and Lamar and like what's going on in Baltimore. Like, you know, there was really nothing going on and they had some down seasons. They didn't even know if Lamar was going to be back and now he's the MVP and they're going to probably go to the Super Bowl. So it's like, sometimes it is just cosmically, it's just not your year. But it doesn't mean that like a year or two later, it can't be. And and so when you look at the Ravens, who I didn't even realize this, my mom was like, Nicole, you know, it used to be the Baltimore Colts. And I was like, really? And so I looked it up and it was. And I didn't realize the Ravens didn't even become a, a franchise until 1996. Yeah, they were like a newer. I remember when they were like a new team because of their colors. I remember that Yeah, because of the purple. <laughs> and like. So I'm like, okay. And so you have situations like that where, you know, you may not be elite every single year, but like you have a down year, but now you're having an up year and they don't, they didn't get rid of Harbaugh. They didn't, they just, they made the choice with, you know, with Lamar and it's, it's working out for them. So I think that like, sometimes like giving up on something so again it goes back to dating right where like you're you're in you know your bumble year where you're just swipe swipe I don't okay next 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 everything is so everything is just so disposable right and I think that sometimes like you need to give it some time and again back to the what you said about growing the plants but like you need to give it time to grow some roots and just to see and then if it does you could plant something and it could spring up one summer and not spring up the next and then you're like all right we'll we'll see what happens next year but okay. i feel like just moving on so fast because everything everybody wants everything instantaneously we were just talking about this about christmas like remember growing up you got something on christmas and your birthday yeah, yeah. now like christmas is even that exciting for kids because they're like what you just order it and it comes to your house the next day they get presents for everything for everything it's just so, it's a different it's so just a, this is this is the only thing I will say. And and to your point, I think maybe I'm being a little reactive and harsh today. I would perhaps give him one more year. I think, yeah, I, I think that that's what maybe it is too. One. But here's, this is where my concern is. So all I'm going to list them, ready? All the free agents this off season. I know. Butcher Cox, Brandon Graham, DeAndre Swift. Start again, start again, start again. Okay, ready? Here are all the free agents this offseason for the Eagles. All of them. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, DeAndre Swift, Quez Watkins, um, Opita, Nicholas Morrow, Zach Cunningham, Shaquille Leonard, Bradley Roby, Olamide Zacchaeus, Boston Scott, Marcus Mariota, Julio Jones, Jack Driscoll, Rashad Penny, and Brayden May. Wait, you know what? And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the video. What? That's not even including Jason Kelsey. I know. We're getting we're getting to Kelsey in a minute. But wait, you know what that list reminds me of? You know the lady from from Thanksgiving: potatoes, tomatoes, yams, pans, green beans. You name it. You name it. It's the whole team. 
potatoes, tomatoes, yams, grams, green beans, ham. I hate <laughs> I hate saying this, Nicole, but like it's gonna be like next year. It's all those people. We have no idea what the team's gonna look like. I'm afraid I'm gonna call it a rebuild. I'm gonna call it a rebuild. No, it's a, no I don't think it's a rebuild. I'm gonna those, call it a rebuild. Look, I'm emotional those, today. I'm emotional because those those players, a lot of those players are not. They're not. There's enough free agents in other teams available that I feel like for whatever reason that doesn't upset me because to me it's like okay, you have the quarterback, you have the wide receiver, you have the tight end. You have Jalen Carter, you have Jordan Davis. And again, I understand that like they're still kind of new. And I was actually listening to Brandon Graham on the way on the way home from work today. And he was just saying, like, people don't understand how long it takes people. Like, remember, people were raking him through the coals. It takes a a minute to get these rookies to understand technique and the and the 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 game and all that wow. kind of stuff. And so you still you, you still have a core group of people. To me, those are you know, obviously DeAndre Swift was amazing. And then it's the whole thing about like running the ball, passing the ball, the whole thing. But do we talk about the podcast about how I think this is all Comcast fault? Wait, no, why? So I was not prepared for that. Obviously, of we all know. The theories, of all the theories, they're talking the curse of Big Dom. Whose fault is it? I've not heard Comcast. Okay. Well, and somebody came at me on Twitter today like, oh, here you are. And you're, how did he word it? Because I, I got a word it the way he said it. He goes, he said, oh, here we go with this curse bullshit. <laughs> okay, so obviously we know the curse of William Penn. Yeah. No building is supposed to be bigger than my hat. And so then Liberty 1 and Liberty 2 were built. And they were finished in 1987. And then the last championship was in 1983 when the Sixers won the NBA championship and then after Liberty won and Liberty two were built there was no winning okay Correct. so Comcast builds the first tower mm-hmm. and it's just about to be finished and it's 2007 mm-hmm. and David Cohen says we need to get a mini William Penn statue and put it yep. at the top yeah they put it at the top it was done in 2007 2008 the Phillies win the World Series that's right that they is build cool. they build the oh. next tower they build the next tower and Tower number two, it's finished in, in November of 2017. They put the William Penn statue up and then the Eagles win the Super Bowl in 2018. Yep. Yep. So I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong and say we don't need Comcast to build a third tower with a third William Penn. Can we just put William Penn on a drone and let him fly around the city so it's above every like what are the odds of that though? Like tower one. 2007 mini statue done in 2008 Phillies win tower two done in 2017 mini statue 20 like and then since then we've gotten close but we haven't won shit and people are yelling at me on Twitter that it's cursed I'm like well what do you call it huh right you no I'm I'm with you I'm with you I've said it from the beginning I believe it I believe in all that stuff and so, so- I don't know. It's been a lot of losing in the last mm-hmm. few years. It's been a lot of losing. Right. And I guess like, and then you look at Detroit and by the way, I'm rooting for, cause let, let's talk really quick about before we talk about Jason Kelsey. And then I want to talk, cause there's something that I remembered that leads into Jason Kelsey, but let's talk about who are you rooting for and who you think is going to make it. Okay. You go first. Let me hear yours. I mean, I'm rooting for the lions all the way. Oh, you're going Ooh, Lions. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because they haven't won anything. And 
like seeing their fan base like hysterically cry over winning one playoff game and Eminem like Eminem deserves it like he's so right. emotional okay and I just think that like seeing their fans and how excited they are and how much it means to them reminded me so much of 2017 2018 okay. you know like that season and just like the sheer emotion and like how that felt and it was just so vivid and it's like the fact that they you know the city reminds me a lot of philly but even worse because detroit isn't even as like cool as philly right. right and like i wouldn't so obviously for the nfc definitely the lions and um and then for the afc the ravens i'm rooting for the ravens oh you know, nice. they, okay although like you know the weird super bowl logo right yeah the one that was leaked Mm-hmm. And like it's red and purple, so it looks like it's rave. What you said, it's Raven. Ravens and San Francisco. So I mean, I have a feel like San Fran is just such a good team. I think they're realistically gonna make it. Um, I'm, ch- you know, what's funny? I'm rooting for the Bills. Okay, I'm. I the Bills are. Yeah, yeah. Wait, okay. I, I should change. For the same reason you like Detroit, Detroit. Detroit, yeah, I would I think, be, I would be happy for the Bills to win too. Well, and I kind of, I want them to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that would be nice. Like, you know, I as much as I want them to beat the Chiefs, so Travis like, Kelsey goes to the Grammys with Taylor Swift. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's Nicole. That's why Nicole wants them to beat. And the- for the city of Buffalo, wait, did you see this? Which I can't stop laughing. And I mean, obviously, and for the city of Buffalo, um, Taylor Swift checking into the nicest hotel in Buffalo next week. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> I was dying laughing. And it's what's her? it's Hillary Clinton on that. Yeah. So I, funny. Um, I saw, yeah. So no, I mean, I don't want them to win again. Like just that's yes, just me being petty. And I'm like, all right, no, no, that's good. Like, I don't want yeah. them to win another Super Bowl. Uh, after they beat the Eagles, so yeah, I'm I'm riding the Bills. We'll see. All I, right, I'm I'm for the Bill. I would be happy for the Bills too. Like if it yeah. was like the Bills and and the Lions, could you imagine how cool that would be? That would like be that great. would be awesome. That, that would, would be so cool. Yeah, but then I would feel bad because like both of those cities want to win so bad. But the Bills have been through so much, and you know the Bills did fire the offensive coordinator in the middle of the season, and then they got a new coordinator, and like now they're cooking. You know, so there is something to be said about coaching. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, take a sip. Yeah. So you said about you don't want the Chiefs to win again, and I agree. And this leads me into Jason Kelsey. So yes. I vividly, vividly <laughs> remember. I want this and I, to go away. and I couldn't figure out when it was. I knew it was a while ago. And so I scoured the internet like a crazy person, and I found it. And it's an interview with Jason and Travis from – five years ago it was in the it was the summer leading in to the 2018 season so it was right after the Eagles won the Super Bowl and it was obviously after because people forget that Jason Kelsey really didn't pop off until that Super Bowl speech yeah when he started to get more notoriety and so everybody's talking about that and they did this interview NFL films with Carissa Thompson and I remember watching it because like obviously you and I have followed sports I've loved Travis Kelsey for years because I always thought he was so hot yeah and so I watched, I remember watching this interview and I remember when Travis said this, it like stung me. And I remember being like, please don't let this be true. Please don't let this be true. And because Travis Kelsey manifests everything, it was a, it's a, 
the end of the interview, he's talking about how much Jason means to him and he's tearing up and he's like, I hope he's wonderful and I hope he's well. And then he goes, but I hope he only wins one Super Bowl and I win all the other ones. And I will never forget when I heard him say that, I was like, please don't let that be true. And like, it's fucking true. Like, yeah. Even last season when we were going into that Super Bowl, I kept thinking that stupid Travis Kelsey thing. I was like, I can't stop thinking about Travis Kelsey being like, I don't want I want he can win one and I want to win the rest. And like Travis Kelsey won two Super Bowls since that interview, which is insane when you think about it. That and is- now like they're on pace, like, you know, they're trying to win another one. Yeah. And I was like, how does Travis Kelsey just keep man? Manif- he says he he says he wishes on shooting stars. So you know what? We better go to the Belmont Plateau and wait out the shooting I'm, look i'm down is that what he said <laughs> yeah in the wall street journal article he said he said that like you see see that star up there see that she, he's like yeah you got to make a wish yeah i am wishing on stars my whole my whole life yeah i mean it helps that he's you know hot and an nfl star you know i'm yeah, sure things work out for him in, in that sense but so it, it was just really interesting because it was one of those it was one of those interviews where like or, and I've had a couple of those instances where like I just remembered something so vividly it was almost like a premonition that like he said it and I was like please don't I, I don't want this to be true and it was and obviously like it is it does annoy me that like Adam Schefter is the one that like kind of leaked it and it's like that seems strange because remember he did the same thing with Tom Brady yeah well and he yeah. He gets on my nerves a little bit. Mm-hmm. You see what I said this week? He was like, oh, Jerry's world. I'm like, grow up. Yeah. Jerry Jones is like an 80-year-old owner. Like, it's the deal. And like, here's the thing. I'm not sticking up for Cowboys or their fans. That's right. not that's not what this is about right here. But I'm like, it's it's not Jerry. Like, I feel like it's a little disingenuous to the, I don't know, whatever. I'm like, just grow up. Grow up, Adam. It's not Jerry's world. Okay. Right. <laughs> and I am, I, the, the, Eagles loss does or the Dallas loss makes the Eagles loss a little better for me it really it does. does well yeah it, I felt great about it I convinced myself that the Eagles could go all the way after Dallas lost and then you know once they actually started playing football again I'm like oh okay yeah there it is that's right <laughs> yeah. that's me too right. I was like oh my god we're gonna win like the 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 dancer on live with Kelly and Mark was wearing an Eagles Eagles Jalen Hurts jersey. It's like, it's an omen. And then all of a sudden, then I literally like the first play, I was like, okay, all right. All right. This is what's going to happen now. Like, but that's what I was listening to. um, Shaden McCoy, LaShawn McCoy. And he was talking about like how Jalen Hurts and like the safety and how like, and what Shady was saying, he was like, I was never paid $200 million, but I was paid as one of the top running backs in the league because I was the top running back in the league. And so it doesn't matter what the play is. I needed to make a play because I was paid to make the play. And he was like, when you saw that Jalen Hurts like made that horrible, horrible, dis- like just terrible when he got the he got the safety and he was like, but Lamar Jackson got a safety against San Francisco and they came back and whooped San Francisco's butt like Lamar put the team on his back and made it happen and Jalen didn't. And that's the difference. And like, I didn't really think about it like that. And he was like, when you're paid that money to be elite, then you got to figure out a way to be elite, even if you have a shitty play call. And then there was a receiver that played with it. I forget his name. He played with um, Aaron Rodgers, and he, we all know that Aaron Rodgers is a kookamoo. Uh, but he was saying that like Aaron 
you, you got to make the play when you are that level, you got to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, I don't know. I don't know about Hertz. I don't know. I've always, I've never, you know, I've never been too rah-rah about him. I think I've always been fair. Yeah. And what's interesting now is you have been the one who has like kind of talked about his demeanor. And now I feel like people are getting pissed off at all. Thank you. Because last night, last night, a lot of the commentary I was seeing online and that's what I expect from him, you know, and there's a part of me that likes it. I I've said it before. I like that. He's like that, but, um, it's like last night there was so much commentary online about how stoic he was. And it was like, does he even care? And then there was that one who it was, was it Dallas Goddard who was screaming at him? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Like they were getting into it and you know that that happens during the game, but you're just like, damn. And especially because the epic way that they lost the season, that was horrible football that they were playing last night. They they're panning to Jason Kelsey. He's tearing up on the sideline. And and then there's Hertz who's just like. He's like that meme, the slitted eyes and the slitted mouth. But was- again, I've said it. And I even I said it last season. Even I said, like, I can never say this publicly because people will get mad at me. But I think it's lame that he's so inauthentic. It's like, I don't really believe that's his personality. And even when they scored the touchdown yesterday, like he didn't run over, he didn't celebrate, like knock it off. Like stop trying to be, and and I get it. And like, listen, it's, it's, it's deep because it's like, he's the black quarterback and there's more, there's more, um, you know, critiques on him. And, but like, you still could be authentic and, you know, cause like the, the tweets and the memes were like, oh, here we go. Jalen Hurts and they made like some funny line and it's like he keeps speaking in metaphors and it's like just be real and be like be like I don't really know what happened but he I just don't think that who he portrays himself to be is who he really is I think it's I think it's inauthentic and it bothered me that he didn't celebrate it bothered me that he wasn't like yakking it up on the sidelines it's like at the end of the day it is a game and I think it's hilarious because this bothered me for months and everyone's like, he's amazing. And I was like, mm. I don't know. I just feel that I'm not good at a lot of things, but I'm good at reading people. And I usually could tell a, the type of person someone is. And I usually could be like, somebody's being fake or not. And I think he's being fake. And I think if he would be more himself, he he would loosen up a little bit. Yeah, I think he's really, and he he must, I don't know if he puts a lot of pressure on himself, but we said it earlier in the season, going and getting his master's, you know what I mean? Like he's doing, he's doing a lot. And at the end of the day, it's like, you don't want to stretch yourself too thin and like focus on, because there's over, I mean, millions of people who are, you know, they're fans of you. They're fans of your team. And it's, and it's like, they want to see, and that's the thing. I don't want to say like, say that he has to act a certain way or be a certain way, but it's like, they just want to see and like, feel like you care. You know what I mean? Like totally. And I was, my friend Liz and I were talking about it because she's like, Oh, you want him to yell? And I go, no, I don't, I'm not a yeller. I don't think that yelling solves anything, but it's not yelling. It's just like, it's the, it's passion. Like, where's the passion? Where's the, just you being a 25 year old, you know, guy, just like, on the sideline and just like, you know what I mean? Just having, you got to have a little fun. And it's like, I get that 
you you know you're not having fun when you're losing but like you were winning for a lot of the time and you still weren't having fun when you were winning (laughs) and so that's like there was there was a bunch of of tweets that I saw where like you forgot that last year he was like doing the gritty and he was dancing and he was like having more fun and I again it goes back to energy like positive energy produces more positive energy so I don't think I think maybe he he put a lot maybe do you think he put too much pressure on himself probably yeah I mean look, there was well, a yes. lot of, because didn't was, we say this in the beginning of this I, I mean I'm pretty if I didn't say it on the podcast I said it to you and I said it to a million people just like when I knew we had something to worry about remember when I knew we had something to worry about Carson Wentz what was it do you remember wait hold on what was it with Carson Wentz was it when his his girlfriend when he proposed yes, yes it was when he, he proposed. proposed to her the day after they won the Super Bowl, I said, this is bad. Like, this is him spiraling and him wanting to be in the news. And my, what made me get, what gave me a red flag about Jalen Hurts, and I think I talked about it in the pod, if not, I definitely said something to you, was when it was, remember when they were in training camp and the rookies were doing karaoke and someone caught that he had himself walking off the field of the Super Bowl with the yellow and red confetti. confetti yeah that was the background picture of his phone i said this is a red flag yeah that's the, the name fact- of our episode change your wallpaper yes yeah. yes exactly yeah i said this is bad this was this was in, in training camp i go he is holding on to these negative emotions he's holding on to the past he's using a negative thing that happened to him to try to make something positive happen and that that rarely works you gotta think positive to be positive so you could learn from them. You could be like, okay, I fumbled in the Super Bowl, but like, okay, that's a, that's all right. Like, how could I not fumble? But like, to make that, to make that photo, the your background wallpaper that every, that's what you're looking at. I, I red, red flag, red flag. Yeah, no, I know you're so right. You're now so he right. seems more self aware than Carson Wentz, so that gives me hope. I, but, but I, no, I think he's told. I think he's. He's so deep, I think, right? Like that's that's what I can. Well, and he's what a Libra rising, and as a Libra, like I feel like I can relate. Like we like to stay balanced, which is why I like him because I like that he wants to be even killed. Yeah, but also like there's, I think when you put all that pressure, right, the balance it goes one way or it goes the other way. There you and go. It's like, that's good. Yeah, and, and I'm somebody. I feel like I just, I read him too. And I'm just like, okay, it looks like, like he just needs to be a little bit more balanced and maybe he just put too much pressure on himself. But you're so right. Cause last season there was a lot of pressure, but it went the positive way with the yeah. pressure. This year, because he there was no, ex, there was no expectations. no expectations. Right. And this year it went the other way. And I think, remember, I think we talked about, I think when we did change her wallpaper, I think I talked about the Lisa Salters interview where it was Jalen and AJ Brown. And she talked about them being friends and how, you know, that AJ said they have the type of friendship that they could just go to each other's fridges. And and then AJ says, well, yeah, here's the chef. So, and Jalen goes, he doesn't even eat anything. You know, he won't eat Sam. He just wants to eat, like, and I go, that is who he is. Like him teasing his best friend and like knowing what his best friend wants to eat. Like that, he has showed glimpses of like who he actually is and and he was like trying to laugh and you know and I'm like okay you could tell that there's like something underneath there you know 
Yeah. I mean, we talk a, a lot about this on the podcast about grace under pressure and cracking under pressure. And like Dak Prescott, even though we share a birthday, like, unfortunately, he cracks under pressure. Like he can't, he he excelled. He, I mean, he could have been MVP in, this season and he can't, he just can't handle the pressure for whatever that is. He just can't handle it. You know, it, it was so, which sucks for him where you have like the opposite is Nick Foles who like sucked in the regular season, but excelled under pressure. <laughs> the, greatest, I mean? the greatest well, anomaly in NFL history. Well, And even, even Patrick Mahomes in a lot of ways, I mean, he was mediocre this season, but like when it mattered, when, when they needed a win to win the division and they needed to win to get in the playoffs, like he made it happen. Yeah. So it's like, he knows how to turn it on. He knows how to make things happen. Yeah. And like, that's the difference of like, being elite and not being elite you know so yeah. i don't know it's, it's pretty interesting but you um you had wanted to say some stuff about jason kelsey oh yeah so i was thinking about you know once the, um it, once he started crying on the sideline last night i'm like oh my yeah. god i can't believe that his time here is probably over and then i woke up this morning i saw adam Schefter broke the news uh and said that he was officially retiring even though uh, Jason didn't announce it himself. And I was just like, I think about the way, and as we're talking about the, I guess, like organizational history with the Eagles, having been an Eagles fan my whole life, um, there has not been a single athlete, I think, who's come into Philadelphia. And I said this to Jason Kelsey, I saw him at um, the sneaker ball, Rodney McLeod's event. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I said, there hasn't been, anybody who's come in here and has done it like you have done it. You know, he came in, he embraced the city and I'm talking like back in like 2014, 2015, like we were, I was, I think Jason and I are around the same age. We had mutual friends. Like they would be out hanging at karaoke, like at karaoke. Like he, he just really ingratiated himself to the city and one for the city and like put on that mummers costume and i've never seen any yeah. athlete in philadelphia sports history just and what he meant to so many people like the jerseys and I, like he is one of the greatest philadelphia athletes of all time it makes me emotional thinking about it because i can't believe his time here is over because the joy that he brought to so many like and all the good that he's done it's well, just it's the end so of an era for sure and i hope that like just as a Philadelphian and as an Eagles, like a lifelong Eagles fan, like he he brought so much joy to so many people. Like people, so, that, that Super Bowl win meant so much. Oh my God! I mean, it. Yeah. I still I still tear up thinking about that Super Bowl win. But I do think, and maybe this is why it's a little bit um easier for me is, but like he lives here, he's gonna stay here. He's obviously gonna keep doing the podcast. He's probably gonna go work for the team. Yeah, I, know, I mean, like, <laughs> I feel that like he's not well, dying. Like, yeah, like I feel, but because it's weird where it's weird where like it's you know you got so like he was such a presence, and you're like, oh my god, because I think he the reason that he's so 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 rare is that he's still such an elite athlete, and he still. When you look at, you know, um, the statistics, he's still, he's the best center in the league. And he, like, yeah. he still could play. It's not like, God love James Bradbury, where, like, he's just old and, like, he doesn't have it in him anymore. Like, Jason actually still is playing at a very elite level. So it was not only that he's elite but then and the longevity, but also, like, so much what he did for the city. Like, I mean, the Christmas album and, you know, all the, the, the charity work that he's done – 
but I think because he lives here, we'll see him. I I, I think he'll probably do more stuff out in the community, I bet. Well, because he'll have more time to kind of do that stuff. But prior to prior to him and you know, Connor Barwin and Brandon Graham and Malcolm Jenkins and that and that like that kind of group, that group of guys. You know, Eagles had come here and Donovan McNabb, like Brian Westbrook, they all have, you know, their charities, everything that they've done. But it's just they were he's just a gem, like, you know, just truly, truly embraced the city. And I said that to him and he goes, well, you know, there are so many other guys. And like, what about like, you know, Chase Utley and everybody? And I'm like, no, I'm like, but you like he did it differently and he did it authentically. And like, he's just forever a Philly dude forever. Yeah, because forever. I think. The, a lot respect of to Chase Utley, my favorite Philly second baseman of all time. Love right. you. I think that the <laughs> thing about Chase, though, I mean, that's my whole beef about Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper has done shit. Even tr- even Chase Utley helped try to help save the dogs, you know? Yeah, um, he still does. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, I mean, he was literally visiting sick kids at CHOP. And people were coming at me. They're like, ooh, maybe he does stuff without people knowing. I'm like, no, he doesn't. Because people would have, like, posted in a Facebook group that he, like, visited their sick kid. He's just too busy hanging out in Park Slope. <laughs> I mean, Park City. This is what's hard for me because everybody's everybody's posting about, ooh, pitchers and catchers. And, like, I just don't have the same. The Phillies don't. I know the Phillies do it for you. But, like, the Eagles do it for me. And so, like, I don't have that same thing for the Phillies as I do for the Eagles oh I I just don't plus so many of them are Trumpers and like with the election coming up like I can't not think about it last night thinking about um thinking about baseball season yeah like I can't I just picture that like I just picture Bryce laying in bed with Kay Harper like chit-chatting with Brittany Aldean and like liking stuff from Candace Owens like I can't I can't I can't unthink it. I just, I can't do it. You know, we're like, you have like, you know, the amount, what the, even the Sixers players, you know, Tyrese Maxey handing out turkeys and everything Joel Embiid's done and Tobias Harris, like the the Phillies, oh, Brandon Marsh did fly in from Arizona and went to St. Francis's in Kensington and did like, did meals and stuff. So like, that's good. He did something. When did he do that? I think it was just today oh that is good yeah oh i love to hear that especially so i'm gonna retweet it and be like should have brought bryce harper with you <laughs> oh, that is good because you know it's the area that i do some work with too right so i think that so i i do think that the good thing about jason is that he is gonna live here you know he lives here it's it's so much it's ingrained in in who he is so yeah i think that that's good that he he's not just gonna pop in from time to time that i think we'll still see he married no and he married a philly girl exactly he married married into the family i'm gonna retweet it and be like should have brought bryce with you (laughs) (laughs) yeah um jason married into the into the family so he's in now so i uh no, it's just great. And I just wanted to say that about him because you see you see a lot of people come and go in this town over the years. And yeah, it's it's really special to have witnessed his whole career here, you know, as an adult as well. Look like, at this from last night. Look at him hugging Kylie from last yeah. night. Look at him with his eyes closed. I mean, like, isn't that so sweet? So sweet. Don't make like, me all emotional. I'm <laughs> like, I know. I, you know I don't get emotional about these types of things because you know what like he's he shows his emotions 
and I, and it allows you to feel the emotion with him, you know, yeah. like, that's the thing is that like, he shows his emotion where like Jalen is like, mm, you know, like, mm. I know. So in, in other breaking news, you see that no doubt is reuniting at Coachella. No, I did not that's see that. Breaking news just came out an hour ago. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. Isn't that fun? Oh, I got to get there. I think that's pretty fun. Yeah. I have to get there. Um, yeah. So, oh, this is really funny. It says I'm from the Philippines and I never watched a football game in my entire life until Taylor Swift introduced me to the Kelsey family. Now I'm crying over a retirement announcement. The Swifties from all over the world. Love you, Jason Kelsey. We will continue to support you. <laughs> yeah. So I think sweet. it's so funny. Like so much of my timeline is like the Eagles and Philly and Travis and Taylor. So like, there's so many really funny tweets about like Swifties from all over the world being like, I don't even know what American football is. And here I am crying over a football player's or Taylor Swift's boyfriend's brother retiring from a game I've never watched before three months ago. Like, insane? like, but also like the power of Taylor Swift. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like the female power. That's girl power right there. It is absolute girl power right there. I wonder if they could do the metrics and see if they could like, there has to be some sort of study on the uptick of like the, like the demographics of how many more people are paying attention to the NFL now, just because of that. Like somewhere there's data on that somewhere. Of Taylor of Swift? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think Roger Goodell even talked about the data. Well, what's it called did um hunt who's the who's the owner of the chiefs yeah he did an interview with with um what's the at what's is it cm yeah cnbc is the financial part of nbc right yeah yeah and he did it, an interview with cnbc talking about like the financial impact that like taylor swift has had for the chiefs and like just the nfl in general and the merch sales and like all of the things yeah i it's just it's unbelievable i it really is it's like and this didn't exist last season yeah but the that's even season will hold <laughs> but that's even what you and i are talking about we i may have mentioned in another episode so if i did sorry but it's like you know jason and, and travis decided to do the podcast you know it started to be in the works in like the summer of 2022 and so then it launched in the beginning of the season in 2022 which around then connor barwin came up the idea of like let's film jason kelsey and maybe we can make a documentary about it so like no one had any idea that the podcast was going to take off as it did no one had any idea that they were getting all this amazing footage and then all of a sudden like not only did the podcast blow up but then the Chiefs and the Eagles be, were the two best teams in the league and they kept winning yeah. and winning. And the podcast kept doing better and better. And then all of a sudden it's the Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl. And then the podcast blows up, but they had all this footage that none of us knew about. And then fast forward to all of a sudden they're still doing the podcast and Travis Kelsey mentions about the Taylor Swift bracelet. And then all of a sudden he's dating Taylor Swift. And then it's like, oh, surprise, surprise. We have a documentary about Jason Kelsey and the whole Kelsey family. And it's just like moment. It just like goes back to the, none of that so was, weird. well, it's just weird. It's so weird how like the teams and the documentary and the podcast were already successful. And then like Taylor Swift just swept into the mix and like made it explode. 
I know it is. It's that's that is the energy. And well, there's been a lot of negative articles written about them, which I think is interesting. About who? Taylor and Travis. Why? Like saying what? Saying well, like the New York Post said they're going to be engaged, and then they're like, no, there's no engagement, and then. Daily Mail wrote how there's like an awkward relationship with like Jason and Kylie. And then the somebody else wrote Daily Mail say that. So here's my theory was that now if you want to deep dive, okay, we'll do two things. We'll do the conspiracy theory and then the Nicole pop culture psycho theory. Okay. Okay. So the conspiracy theories that if you believe the the conspiracy theory of it's a PR relationship. The contract is only signed until the Super Bowl. So like they, they're going to eventually have to break up. And so now all the negative stuff's coming out. So when they break up, people will be like, oh, makes sense why they broke up. All the right. So like that's the conspiracy theorist that like it's a PR relationship. They both sign contracts. The contracts ends in February. What is the coincidence that like the Super Bowl is right around the time when like she goes back on tour? All right. Everybody needs to calm down. Okay. Um- so that's that's the conspiracy that's the conspiracy theory that's that's out of control now the weird thing about the conspiracy theorists is that like it seems a little weird like perfect timing-esque okay but then my theory is that because i for work people don't realize that like radio people now write a lot of articles for websites and it's a lot of seo which stands for search engine optimization taylor and travis are so high in the seo space that like you're almost guaranteed to have thousands and thousands and thousands of hits if you write a story about Taylor and Travis. It is so high in the Google algorithm that you're almost guaranteed to have a viral story if you include them in the title. I mean, I know even for myself when I do like a funny TikTok or a funny Instagram reel, I mean, I get hundreds of thousands of views. I mean, I'm talking 500, some of my reels have 600,000 views, 500,000 views. And I mean, I just did one the other day, just being funny, saying about how like her wear it is. It's the American dream. That's what every girl wants to wear the hot football player's jersey. That's the American dream, right? And it has like two hundred thousand views. So yeah. like, I think it's that. I think that it's they know if they write about them, it's going to get clicks. Yeah. Oh my god. Of course. And, of course. and I guess if they put out that it's negative, it's just like it's tabloids, right? right. Like. Right. And like, so the, but the Jason and and Kylie thing, since we're still talking about Jason Kelsey, you know, they're like, oh, they haven't met yet. Well, people don't realize that like in an NFL season, like you don't just fly around and meet people. It's like you literally play a game, recover, go to work, play a game, recover, go to work. Like you're not flying, you know, I'm like, I bet that they have said hello on FaceTime. I mean, no, and that. I mean, that man, his body, I'm just, uh, did you see what they uh, said about the tush push that how he was like, every time that they did it, he screamed like F my my life. Yeah. Yeah. But it also came out today that he said he knew this year was different because his body still felt sore on Wednesdays. Yes. yeah, Yeah. That's why I'm like, so he's not like when you're getting pummeled, like, and you're the center and you're the bottom of the scrum of how many 200 like you know what I mean like just crazy like just all piled on top of each other like nuts so he's like yeah I doubt he's flying around or getting all loosey-goosey on like the weeks you know dancing to shake it off (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, and I'm sure that they met over FaceTime and Kylie has used Taylor Swift songs in her TikToks and Kylie and Kelly Teller have, you know, been liking each other's stuff. So like there's hints that they, it's a nice relationship. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. So fine. But I don't blame Kylie if she doesn't like the the spotlight. Yeah, and I mean, I think that that's, you know what I thought was interesting though? Brittany Mahomes posted pictures the other day of she got passport photos taken of her kids. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, this is a hint that she's taking them to the European Airs tour. Oh my God. No, no I, she doesn't, Taylor doesn't go to Europe until May. So she's, just in case, since this is a pop culture podcast, I'll tell you Taylor's schedule. So the Grammys are the 4th of, hold on. Let me just make sure I have these dates right. So the Grammys are the 4th of February. Okay. Okay. Super Bowl is the 11th. But she goes, she goes back on tour on the 8th. I think her first show is like the 9th and she's in Japan. So it would be almost impossible for her if they made the Super Bowl. I mean, I guess she has her own jet. I guess she could come back for it. But it really is lined up that, like, if the Chiefs don't make it to the Super Bowl, that he should be able to, like, go to the Grammys with her for their first red carpet official and then fly well, to Japan with her. Bills, so I think that I think that he's going to – I think he'll be on the red carpet. And then – but the Pro Bowl is the same day as the Grammys. But I don't think, I think that, listen, again, we don't know the ins and outs of Taylor's and Travis relationships, but I would assume that like, he doesn't need to go to the, it's the same day as the Grammys, February 4th. He doesn't need to go to the Pro Bowl. Like it's like the Pro Bowl is kind of a joke anyway. I feel like after everything that she's been doing, flying all around a Kansas city, going to all these games being scrutinized for doing surf swag, swag surf. Yeah. On Brittany Mahomes, that he would not, he would forego the, pow the Power Bowl. He would forego the Pro Bowl to go be at the Grammy Red Carpet with her. And there's rumors that she's performing at the Grammys. Oh my God. Well, I, she has to this year. It's going to be her show. Everything. Well, that her would be so whack if he didn't go, if he went to the Pro Bowl and not the Grammys with her after everything that she's done this off season or this time you know what i mean i don't Wait, know what do you think? if he didn't if he didn't go to the pro bowl yeah i think that he i think that if, if the i think if the chiefs lose and they don't go to the super bowl the pro bowl is the same day as the grammy so he would have to choose do i go to the pro bowl or do i go to the grammys and i think it's whack if he goes to the pro bowl he has to go to the pro bowl why because he's an nfl player that's part of his job it's part of the job is it though I think a lot of players don't go. Is it's just like the ninth Pro Bowl. And it's flag football. It's not even real football. I know. I know. I know. I feel like, look, like if he gets, I feel like it's an honor though. Like if it's, I think, I agree it's stupid. I think it's a waste of everybody's time and that they don't necessarily need it, that they should just be named to it, that they don't actually, I don't think that they should go play it. Yeah, I think it's dumb, but, yeah. I don't know if that's like he should go to the can he go to the Pro Bowl and then go to the Grammys at night? Well, the Pro Bowl's in Hawaii. So isn't it or is it Orlando? It used to be in Hawaii and it then it used to be in Hawaii. Um 
he might skip it. Like, I but just, I don't. But I I don't know if that's like. He's gonna retire next year, so he could just exactly. He's gonna retire next year anyway. Like he didn't even. I really quick. Did you see the whole thing about how he didn't play against the Chargers? Um, Hold on. Yeah, it's in Orlando. You mean to tell me that he's gonna go to the Pro Bowl in Orlando instead of going to the Grammys with Taylor Swift? I would be so pissed if I was her. I'd be like, I cheered for you in negative 30 degrees and wore your jacket and you're gonna go to the pro bowl and play flag football instead of coming to the grammys on my biggest night he's not i don't think she'll do that to him i'm intrigued to see what he decides but now if they win if they go to the super bowl then he can't go to the grammys because see, if i i would not regardless of what my career was i wouldn't force my boyfriend to come if he wanted to if it was his career and he wants to go to the pro bowl i would be like you go to the pro bowl and i'll go to my grammys but that's me i know i i agree with you because we're career women but don't you think though and be honest that you in the back of your mind would be like i'm nominated for album of the year i'm performing at the grammys and you're gonna go to the pro bowl in miami like okay honey good luck like you know in the back of your mind you'd be like Fuck you, oh, dude, for going to the Pro Bowl. No, I wouldn't. I would be very upset, but I don't know if I'd be mad at him. He's not going to go. He's probably not going to go. You're right. I just think, listen, if she didn't go to every game and she didn't make it, I mean, my God, think about how, like, she brought her whole family to the game. She immersed herself with being friends with Brittany Mahomes. She spent New Year's Eve there. Like, she's Taylor Swift, and she spent New Year's Eve inside a bar in Kansas City, Missouri, in the suburbs, not even in the in the suburbs. That's what I mean. I mean, I feel like I don't know. She just she loves them. I don't think she cares. I don't think she cares either. Listen, I'd be in I'd be in Timbuktu if I was having sex with Travis Kelsey. I mean, I <laughs> I wouldn't care. I get it. Um, I totally get it. But I'm just saying. I I and I get the whole. It's his, again, if it's the Super Bowl, if it was a game, like if he had to play in a game, he obviously won't miss the game for the Grammys. But like the Pro Bowl for the Grammys, I feel that like you could miss the Pro Bowl for the Grammys. But I'm, I don't intrigued, know. I'm intrigued to see. I mean, he could come up with some, how come there could be some excuse, like his body health, like you never know. Yeah, and I think that, you know, because that was my whole thing, even when, like, Joe Alwyn, when she was dating him, where, like, he never walked around a carpet with her, never went to any of these things. And I was like, I don't care if you say it's fine. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a billionaire. It doesn't matter if you're the most famous person in the world. You want to be with somebody that supports you. Yeah. And you want to be with somebody that's, like, proud of you for what you do. And I feel that, like, it took a toll on her. I think when you're with somebody and they're like, oh, you're nominated for a Grammy again. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait here to meet you at the party afterward. Like, at the end of the day, I'd be annoyed. Like, I got to go with my mom again. All right. Yeah. Handle the red carpet. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. But I think, no, we'll see. I think he'll go to things with her. I just, I don't know about the Pro Bowl. But, like, the way that... I, if you told me that I'd be like, oh, so he's going to the Pro Bowl and she's going to the Grammys and they'll meet up later. Like, that's what I would think, but right. I'm intrigued to see what they do. This is, yeah. I'm, And so anyway, so she's in Singapore and Australia and Japan, and then she's off all of April. 
And then in May, the middle of May is when she starts her European tour. And then from May all the way till August, she's in Europe all summer. And then in September of 2024, she then does the last couple dates of, she does like Indianapolis, Miami, New Orleans, and then she's in Canada. And then she, and, and that's why I think it's also how, how weird that like she ends the airs tour in December of 2024, which is hit the last year of his contract. Like it's a weird timing that like she's on the downswing, he's on the downswing. Yeah, they're gonna get married and pop out little swellsies. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll be, in- it'll be interesting. So yeah. So that's but like she bought a house in Lund- right outside of London. So supposedly the rumor is that like that's gonna be her home base for the European tour. And he he's made a couple comments about oh yeah we got to go over to London Jason. So I guess everybody thinks that he will join her at some point. So I don't know. We'll see. Like sands through the hourglass. Yeah. Because in her, in his defense, she usually, like their schedule is she usually flies in for the game. She goes to the game. She'll spend two or three nights in Kansas City. And then she flies to New York or LA. And then she spends the rest of the week at home and then comes back for the game. Oh, she's in New York or LA. Okay. Yeah. So like she's been in New York, but people are saying that she is rehearsing for the, like she's performing at the grammys and that's what she's been that's what she plus she probably has to she goes back on tour in less than a month so she probably has to like you know she hasn't performed november yeah yeah but i think it's interesting though because like like she's been enjoying her off time yeah but like my point though is that if if he's in singapore if she's performing in singapore it's not like he could fly to singapore for two days like he kind of has to be there a while yeah. Oh my but God. then yeah. but you also now get to travel the entire world with your mega pop star girlfriend in a private jet. <laughs> right, right. So got, what a way to see the world. He's got some decisions to make that Travis, doesn't he? Just like Jeffrey Laurie does. Decisions, decisions. decisions. Yes. That's All right, everybody. Episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening. That's right. We'll, we'll talk to you guys soon. Mwah. Mwah. 